Field. This is Zillennial Cannon. I'm Kira. I'm Adam. I really was hoping that she would say Springfield in the opening. Uh, we didn't prep <laughs> that, but I was right when, like, right when she started like pressing her cord. I was like, I hope she makes a Springfield joke. Um, uh, so this is a uh, week delayed episode. I want to clarify because uh, we missed a week last week. Uh, I was sick uh for once uh i because i feel like i never i i don't really get sick i don't feel like yeah uh uh but i I was sick last week uh to the point of where i like could not talk and uh even though i watched this movie last week i just could not record uh and uh so we missed the anniversary by a hair uh, yeah by exactly uh, 10 days well exactly yeah the premiere well, was July 21st, 2017. Well, I, I wish you guys could hear uh, me and Kira record or uh, talking about like all the anniversaries that are happening this year. Uh, last week on uh, before we start before or after, I can't remember when we were talking about it, but we were talking about all the anniversaries that are coming out, uh, whether it be a 10 year anniversary, 15, 20 years. Um, and this is one of those movies where I've I think it's like the longest I've mentally planned an episode Mm-hmm. Because I watched this movie earlier this year on Disney Plus, and I I have so much to say about it. Um, and I was like, I should probably just hold off until the end of the summer, because I know it's the 15 year anniversary of this movie, and I feel like we could correlate that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we've we've talked about The Simpsons before on the pod, but we've never like fully got into it. Which I, I mean that makes sense because we haven't talked about like a fully we haven't had a simpsons pod but -hmm. i feel like the simpsons are like very universal for many reasons uh mostly because it just won't fucking end but (laughs) um i feel like it is a very cuspy uh show uh the movie is very cuspy the just the characters the entity of the simpsons are very cuspy uh like i feel like rather than just being cuspy i think it just spans across five different generations no literally it's, like, it's millennials I mean, zillennials and gen z all like the simpsons well that's the thing though because like with gen z okay so okay when it comes to zillennials yeah. i feel like we did kind of catch a tail end of the like great seasons of the simpsons mm-hmm. and we like vaguely remember or like we do remember seeing the movie Mm-hmm. but um does gen z like and i'm genuinely asking does gen z like have any like solid memories of the simpsons because like no one i don't know anyone that genuinely likes the simpsons like current like like what's happening with them currently because like what are yeah. they doing currently? like they, they have elon musk on or... i don't even like i i i know that it's still on but i have never heard of anybody i don't know like what day it's on I've never heard of anybody actively watching it. Um, I went out of my way to watch the Morrissey episode, which was very good, um, like a year and a half ago. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know. It's just it's out there. So I have like two thoughts about it. Uh, I I assume it's either a the ratings are still somehow 
good. There's still just a built-in core fan base in the same way, like mm. Family Feud will always have viewers, like Wheel of Fortune, like Survivor, like such shit like that. You know what I mean? Like there, these are like trademark shows where like TV wouldn't feel like TV if it was ever off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, like every network has to have like a flagship show. Um, or B, I wonder if it's kind of like a Lauren Michaels SNL thing, where yeah. like, um. I know Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons, isn't, like, directly involved. Like, I know he has to improve everything that happens, but he isn't, like... He's not in every writer's room. I, I don't think he's in any of them, really. I think he just he's kind of, like, the Stan Lee, almost, at this point. Mm. Where he's just like, what? Okay, sure, do it. Like, you know? Uh, mm. <laughs> he's like, you want to have Billie Eilish? Okay. <laughs> like, hey, that was actually a cute short. I will give them that. I didn't. I gave up on their shorts. I saw uh-huh. the two like Disney ones, and I wanted to literally kill myself. Like the only one that I watched was the Billie Eilish one. Um, yeah, and that was really sweet because it was just Lisa playing music with Billie, and it was like their own version of the Simpsons theme song. That's cute. I really I'm cute. sure it's good. I'm I am sure it's good. I just I I watched their Marvel one and their Star Wars one. And um, there's like a Disney Plus Day one where they was like it was just a one joke about that. I heard about that the Plus anniversary or whatever. I like genuinely felt like a part of my soul die watching that. Like it was like the most depressing shit I've ever seen. Mm. Like actual like doomsday media. Like (laughs) it was so fucking bleak. Like when the entire joke of first of all, it's a short to commemorate the anniversary of a streaming service that has been out for less than five years of a multi-conglomerate company that is taking over every uh, piece of media ever. Mm -hmm. And the entire, the one joke of the short is, isn't it so funny that we got acquired by Disney? No, it's not funny. It's not, it's not good. No, like, stop. What are you talking about? Like it's and it just depresses me. Um, like it's so it was so bad, and it got to the point where like I used to be kind of excited that we might get like Simpsons shorts on Disney Plus because there there's a Simpsons short um, that came out a few years ago. Um, it was I remember it was in front of an Ice Age movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called The Long Daycare. Um, uh, it's it was kind of like an escape from Alcatraz type beat with Maggie like escaping from daycare. It was really funny. It was really cute. Uh, I think it actually got nominated for best animated short at the Oscars that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have even won if I'm not mistaken. It was really like well received. Um, uh, but uh, I was one. I was hoping that you know because they announced that they would have a, a bunch of shorts like made for Disney Plus that they would be of that quality. Mm-hmm. But like every short, I guess other than the Billy Eilish one that you mentioned. It's just like Disney in jokes featuring The Simpsons, and it's so bleak. It's so yeah, because like... they did a Loki one, right? And they did a Star Wars one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 Mar- that's the one Marvel one that I'm talking about because it had the um, uh, it, it was something about like um, I I remember it ends with like I think it's like Bart getting arrested by the TVA with Loki or some shit. Um, I thought that joke was kind of funny, but like everything like leading up to that, like it was just like, here's Homer in an Iron Man suit. I'm like, that's not a joke. That's just a reference. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like Disney has like brain rotted 
this is just me ranting just at the start of the episode. It's like literally brain rotted us and or like us like people into thinking that like reference equals joke. Mm-hmm. But like, no, a reference is not a joke. It's a reference. Like there has to be like a joke written in there. It's not funny because I know what it is. And this is a shout out to Joseph Salamone who loves free guy, which is just a reference movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, fuck you, Joey. Uh, I know you're listening, but I, um, no, it's just so stupid. I don't know. Like, I guess that's just, and I know you'll, uh, maybe agree with this, but I feel like it only angers me because I see them doing the same thing with the Muppets where I feel like they're diluting them down to just content when they truly have so much amazing material at their hands. Um, And, like, yeah, it's nice that they, like, restored the original thing. Like, both, they restored the original Muppet show. They restored, like, the very... But it took so fucking long to do it. But I'm glad that they did. Yeah, and, like, I remember when The the Simpsons was uploaded to Disney+, Plus. like, it was all uploaded and it was, like, an HD, but they also, like, cropped the aspect ratio, which, like, ruined a lot of, like, the visual gags. Yeah. Uh, It took them, like, an entire year to, like, unfuck that. And it's like, hey, I don't need everything to fit my fucking screen. Like, I can just, like, let things be a four by four or whatever the aspect ratio is. I forgot the what that uh, aspect ratio of, like, television is. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, like, I don't need everything to fit my flat screen TV, you know? Like, I can just, like, I don't know. Like, so let's just be ranting about the Disney Simpsonsification of it all. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate it. I... The Disneyfication of Simpsons, I should say. It's it's you so prefer the universalification of Simpsons, aka Springfield Absolutely. and Universal Studios. Absolutely. And just like how the Marvel Superhero Island is and I don't even have to go to Avengers Campus to know this. Uh Avengers Superhero Island or Marvel Superhero Island is like the best uh Marvel theme park that could ever be created. I will hear nothing else. Um I don't care if, um, I don't know. I, I don't care if I went to Avengers Campus and Iron Man's worked on me. Like, they couldn't, <laughs> they literally could not top what it's like to walk into Superhero Island for the first time and uh, to feel like you're actually in a comic book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with, like, The Simpsons and Universal. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, Homer referencing the Avengers has nothing on, like, going to Universal and, like, walking in Springfield. And you can go into Moe's and you can get a Flaming Moe's. Uh, you can go to Krusty's Donuts. You know what I mean? Like, you can get a Krusty Burger at Universal. Like, you can do all that shit. It's like you're literally in Springfield. Yeah. I love that part of Universal. Like, I, the ride, I think um, the ride's okay, but uh, the Springfield section, I love big Springfield memory for me so we were talking about Halloween Horror Nights before um uh before we started recording and um I was doing like stay and scream last year so we were at Universal the whole day and then we went to Halloween Horror Nights at night and while they were clearing out the park of people it was like they held us in Springfield, basically, just like roped oh, no. off Springfield and like held everybody there. Um, and then they let us like line up for houses early, like after. Um, so and it was funny because the like the queue for the first house was just like through like the Curious George area. 
<laughs> oh my god, but, yeah. Um, but should, they tore that down recently, right? Or uh, No, it's still the there. It's still there? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think Go like George. Barney only recently closed. Right. Yo, Maybe? I say what you will, but I remember when I was like eight, that Curious George play place was the fucking, that was the move. No, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Like you but, could go there and like shoot like rubber balls at people. Like it was fucking yeah. awesome. Um, I, but, <laughs> yeah. So we were like corralled in Springfield and I got such a bad like caffeine migraine. Mm, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my god, like, I need coffee right now, and I just know that I'm gonna be up until, like, 2 a.m. tonight, like, I need to get coffee immediately. So was this? This was last year at Halloween Heart Nights. Oh, last year, okay. Yeah, like, before, like, when we were corralled in the Simpsons area in between Universal Studios closing and Halloween Heart Nights opening. So, we couldn't move, we were basically just, like, in a line. Um, and... I was, like, running around trying to find coffee, and I was, like, asking people who worked there how I can get coffee, and they're, like, uh, there's a Starbucks if you go this way, if you go this way, and, like, there was no way to get over, like, across the lagoon to Starbucks, so I was, like, going into every single Simpsons establishment, like, do you have caffeine, do you have caffeine, and there's literally a place called, like, Lisa's tea party or something like that they don't have right. tea it's just like terrible like sandwiches like that's what like the whole <laughs> simpsons area is it's like terrible sandwiches terrible pizzas um okay but moses burgers i'm like scared i'm scared i like i think it. i think I you're know. scared because you got well i think you're scared because i had a migraine got... while i was walking around there <laughs> and i yeah it's like it was like a good time it was like your good time. It, it really of, was, yeah. Like Long Island, it was uh, Springfield. Springfield, which yeah. I was gonna make the joke um, that I think uh, you had your own little Simpsons movie moment where you were forced into Springfield. You were put in a bubble. True. Yeah. Yeah. Stay um, and scream. Really, really do be like the dome <laughs> over Springfield. You can't leave. Yeah, like they should. Do I like see a, the Starbucks um, on the other side. <laughs> so, um. Before I get into the movie, I just want to preface this real quick. Yeah. I, um, okay. So, I mean, I guess this kind of goes into our tradition of talking about our memories with something before talking about the thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. Um, you weren't I, to. I was not allowed to. You said you no. weren't? Yeah, I mean, I weren't. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I was not allowed to because I, I mean, it wasn't like a whole thing like it's not like it wasn't so much that i wasn't allowed to as much as like my mom really hated it Mm -hmm. and like it would just like piss her off like i'm sure like if i did it i wouldn't have gotten like in trouble or anything Mm -hmm. but like i just never wanted to watch it around my mom and that anytime my mom like my mom was like always awake when it was airing and like you know, we grew up like this is like pre DVR TiVo days, um, kind and even like during the TiVo days, like I didn't want to like record it because I know she would see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like pre like on demand or piracy or anything like that. Like this was pre like Soap Today or Prime Wire, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or uh, one two three movies. Like I couldn't just go and watch The Simpsons online, or maybe I could, but I was like ten. I don't know. Um, so I'd, I'd have to, like, watch The Simpsons at my friend's house, or, like, I would have to, like, 
watch clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like, had like a weird relationship with The Simpsons where like I loved what I saw of it, but I just wasn't really allowed to fully, you know, dive into it. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, you know, when I had more freedom to do that is when uh, the quality of it sort of like weighing down. And uh, the the urge to do so just became less and less. And also a big part of it was the fact that it wasn't streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, back around the rise of like Netflix and stuff, like no one had it. Um, like even the Fox, like the Hulu based streaming service, I don't think they had the earlier seasons. I could be wrong about that. Wasn't they only had like, like the... there was like a website where you can watch all of it, right? I bet you could. I just wasn't. I I think there just became a point where that site was probably created when I was less interested, like probably like when I was like 13 or 12 or something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even like younger, but it wasn't early enough to where they really like mined my interest of like when I was like peak, like obsessed or like, I thought the Simpsons were like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, after I just ranted about Disney and the Disneyfication of Simpsons forever, uh, I will follow it up by saying, um, I'm not kidding. The like at midnight when Disney Plus like launched in 2019, mm. um, I watched The Mandalorian, and then immediately after watching the first episode of The Mandalorian, the first thing I did was I popped on the first episode of The Simpsons, um, and I am still watching it to this day. Like I am literally on season 17 mm. of uh, The Simpsons. Uh, I have been watching for three years. Um, I would say it stopped being good about 10 seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to the point where I think it's like comfort food. Like it's, it's just not like, even when the episodes aren't well-written and even like when I don't think the jokes are funny or I think even like when they portray the characters, like it's just like being in Springfield is like comforting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the characters. Um, I think the aesthetic of the Simpsons, especially like the nineties episodes are like so deeply iconic. Um, I was going to mention this when you were talking about Horror Nights, but they should do like a Treehouse of Terror uh, uh, Halloween Horror Nights house. Uh, Because say what you will about like the newer seasons of The Simpsons, but the one time they don't fuck up is on their Halloween episodes. Because every Halloween episode they do is amazing. If I'm not mistaken, Guillermo del Toro did a segment on this last one. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's awesome. Uh, they they kill it every year. I, like every year, they actually get better. It's really impressive. Um, so I would say, in the grand scheme of things, even though I have like a weird history with The Simpsons, I am a pretty big Simpsons dork. Um, when it comes to the Simpsons movie, I don't. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I remember I really wanted to, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't get anyone to take me. Um, I remember watching it on a uh, cam rip uh, uh, online when I was like 10 years old. And uh, I remember the quality of it was actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. you, it was like it was like you were watching it in a theater because you could hear all the people laughing along with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, my first time watching this movie was like on a bootleg copy of it. Um, and I... Uh, I, I have a very fond memory of that. Um, I think maybe that's why I have so much um, fondness with like the Simpsons is like that feeling of like, Oh, I, it's like the forbidden fruit in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I mean, obviously, like I rewatched it like when it went on DVD. And um, I've seen it, like a few times over the years. And like I said, I rewatched it. Like, I, I think I rewatched it in 2019 when Disney Plus launched. And then I rewatched it this year. And then I rewatched it again, like last week. Um, so this is a movie that I, I've seen so many times in my life. And um, I have a lot to say about the movie, but it's mostly just because I have a lot to say about the show. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I also was not allowed to watch The Simpsons, and I feel like one of my main contacts for The Simpsons is the movie, mm. if not one of my only contacts for The Simpsons. Right. Um, I mean, I have watched, a, like, quite a few episodes of The Simpsons, and I like The Simpsons. It's just, like, the kind of thing where there's so much of it that I'm not just gonna watch through it. Right, because you're um, not, like, an idiot like I am. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's it's cool, though, because it's, like, I really respect it. I think it's a great show. Um, yeah. Literally, like, one time I took a sociology class, and my midterm was, like, we watched, like, three episodes of The Simpsons during the exam, and then we had to write about them, yeah. like, using terminology that we learned in the class and stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's very cool. Um, and, yeah, it's it's cool, but... Do you feel like when you were younger and there were things that you weren't allowed to watch and there was, like, a movie of it, you felt like you could, like, get away with watching the movie? Um, Like, I feel like, like, I don't know why, but, so, like, my mom didn't like Spongebob. Like, it's not that I wasn't allowed to. She, like, similar to, like, you and The Simpsons, she just didn't like me watching it. Mm-hmm. But the Spongebob movie, it's like, I, like, had it on DB. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mentioned it before, but, like, um, I can't remember what episode I talked about it on. It's um, a weird separation, I feel like. But I had, like, that, um, I wasn't allowed to watch Family Guy. Like, straight up, I wasn't allowed. Like, Simpsons, yeah. I wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, it was kind of frowned upon, but, like, Family mm-hmm. Guy, I, just, I couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, like, nobody should be allowed to watch Family Guy. Agreed. Um, uh, it's kind of epic, but I agree. It's a little too epic for uh, people. But um, uh, but um, but no, yeah. Like I, but that being said, like I had a PSP like video, like uh, you know the the little discs from PSP mm-hmm. where you could put it in, it's like a little movie. Yeah. And I had like a disc of Family Guy where I had like four or five episodes, and I had like I had like five episodes of Family Guy that I like I knew from like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. but that's it because i wasn't allowed to watch any i don't think my mom knew i owned that like i could only watch it after she went to bed and i was in my room you know um so like the kids at school would be like quoting the other episodes and i just would only know like to quote the, those five episodes <laughs> um but and, and the kids would be like what the fuck are you talking about like those are old episodes and i was like eh, you know uh but um yeah no i i know what you're talking about because like i when it comes to Spongebob, my mom also didn't like Spongebob, but, like, I think she kind of gave up on, like, trying to not get me to watch it because Spongebob was such, like, a prominent thing mm-hmm. that I think she just was, like, that's different than The Simpsons. Like, Simpsons, she was, like, I think it was, like, half, like, she was annoyed by it, but also, like, there is, like, some touchy subject matter. 
yeah. and like jokes in that show that she didn't want me to hear. But I think she was just, like annoyed by SpongeBob, you know, and she just yeah. was like, I think she accepted that, that as like one of those things that as a parent she had to like let slide. She just had to be annoyed by it. In the same way, my grandma was probably annoyed by whatever the fuck was popular 50 years ago. Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, when you put it in that context, it's like you could do anything. Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I, it's funny though. You mentioned that, like, about watching it for, for like an assignment, and like, because there are like certain episodes of like The Simpsons, especially like, in the first two or three seasons, where I think you could like literally teach a class on like how to like write an episode of television based on how mm-hmm. like, like there's so many like Conan O'Brien is like one of the like core uh, writers of the Simpsons, you know, like the nineties, early two thousands writers room of the Simpsons is like insane. Um, my favorite episode of the Simpsons bar none. And uh, I'm curious. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. Uh, if I describe it, you might recognize it. Uh, it's called Lisa substitute. Um, and it's this, uh, just an episode, it's a very, very simple episode where, um, she gets a substitute and he comes in and he's only there for like a week. And, uh, she, he really like, um, appreciates Lisa and like her love of music Mm -hmm. and, um, really sees like her value and how much she loves art, but also how like trapped she feels in Springfield. And, um, it, uh, it's like the saddest episode of the Simpsons because she's like, crying when he's like leaving the school to go to like another school mm-hmm. and then he just like gives her a note and like the episode ends with like her reading the note that just says you are lisa simpson and it is oh, like yeah, the most it's so beautiful it is like the most like profound piece of like trapped in the midwest kind of like media um because it like it perfectly utilizes like how annoying like the archetypes of like homer and bart are Mm -hmm. uh and like how lisa simpson is like one of the best television characters of all time uh Mm -hmm. back when like the writers actually understood her and they didn't like have her like idolizing elon musk uh which is like the most embarrassing thing that disney's ever done i think but whatever uh it's that episode of television like i would say that's like in the holy grail of like not just the simpsons but like it's like one of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. um because it's so beautiful um i don't know there's just a lot of really great episodes of the simpsons which I, a lot of people consider this movie to kind of be like the last like grasp of greatness from the simpsons um Mm. and not even to say that it's like amazing or anything because i don't think it's like a perfect movie but it's like the last time that we had like a fully like consistent piece of simpsons media um that felt like it was at least on par with a good episode you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um a lot of people consider this to be like the season finale or the series finale um because i mean i don't know i while i have like i've gotten to the part of the simpsons on my disney plus watch where i'm past like the time where the movie came out Mm -hmm. um but i do kind of agree that like uh the simpsons is like or the simpsons movie is very um i don't i think they're it's not perfect but it's really funny i think it's Mm -hmm. really funny it's really entertaining and it gets away with a lot of just like 
hey, I know that character. I like that character. Like, and it's kind of amazing how easily the movie coasts off that for a majority of its runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I loved this movie when I was a kid. And every time I rewatch it, it pretty neutrally holds up for me. Like, I, I don't think it uh, ever really falters in quality. Like, I, I still really like this movie. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this so many fucking times. This is yeah. an FX certified DVD on TV moment, as oh, every week yes. is. Um, Every time it was on TV, I would watch it. I don't know why. Um, I feel like I barely had to rewatch this because I like remember everything from it. And who could forget iconic moments such as um, Spider Pig left an imprint on our minds as he left uh, pig tracks on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spider Pig is like the most okay. So like you had to be there. Like I hate to be like that. You had to. Zillennial. You just had to be there. You had to. Spider, Spider Pig. Pig you, just, you had to be there. Spider Pig was a cultural movement back in 2007. It was a reset. It was a cultural reset. Like people don't understand. Like if you weren't there, don't fucking talk about it. Because like you don't understand. <laughs> like. The thing about uh, Spider-Pig is that uh, you couldn't escape it. Um, it was an every... It was like the T-Rex in Meet the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. Like, there was not a... It was bigger yeah, than... like, I got a big head like, and little arms. Yeah, I have a big head and little arms. Like, uh, it, it was just like that, but on a bigger scale. Because, like, every fucking kid... Every adult you met in 2007, you would hear... Like, if you went out in public, you would hear, Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig. Like... Uh, and they very wisely like tied it into the marketing of like everything that they did that year, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, or every movie coming out. Like they did, like they did Harry Porker or ha- Harry, uh, yeah, Harry, Harry Porker, Porker, Harry Plopper, uh, yeah. uh, Spy- the Spider Pig, obviously. Like they they made a lot of like in jokes, and uh, apparently, like Spider Pig was not in the first cut of the movie that much. But test audiences loved it so much that they, uh, they, uh, they, they really went ham on it in post production. They added a lot of spider and no, no pun intended, uh, but truly no pun intended. But, uh, but yeah, no, they, uh, (laughs) but yeah, they, uh, they added a lot of spider pig in post production, and uh, I get it uh, because spider pig's great. I love spider pig. Spider Pig was a big thing. Um, I remember the promotional campaign for this movie being really big. Uh, like I feel like that they summer they changed the Seven Elevens and Burger King. Quickie Stops, yeah, they yeah. they changed it to Quickie Stops. Uh, they had crusty burgers at Burger King, I believe. Um, I remember that like it was just like Revenge of the Sith, where um, they had like a very extensive like uh, I don't know if. Whatever the Burger Meat Burger King kids meals are called, because uh, I know it's Happy Meal at McDonald's. It's like the, the King Meal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, the King Meal. Some uh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Some shit. But um. Uh. But yeah, no. Like I remember, like the the collection that was really extensive because. Uh, but I remember, like, there were so many Simpsons toys at Burger King because I remember, like, any Halloween you would go and they have like the Halloween toys. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
Um, they have like the aliens or like um, they're actually kind of graphic sometimes. Like like there was like a bloody bard or something. Like they were mm-hmm. kind of like kind of kind kind of grody uh, sometimes. But um, but no, I remember the promotional campaign for this movie was like insane. Like it was really really crazy. Um, like one big thing I remember is and this is very niche. So like props to you if you remember it. But I remember distinctly going to see Shrek the Third mm-hmm. at Disney Springs, formerly AMC Downtown Disney. Um, and when you walk into the lobby, they had like a a little like marquee, like or like a little like a like I don't know cardboard cutout thing of the Simpsons movie. But it was um it was like the intro of the show where they're all sitting on the couch and you could sit on the couch with them and take a picture with them. And then behind that, it's like the Simpsons movie, July 20, whatever, like, you know, mm. um, like that's like one of the most distinct pieces of like movie marketing I've ever seen. Cause it's so fucking cool. Mm. Like you can sit on the couch with them and it's like, and they like you're behind you, like it recreates your living room. It's like so cool. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm almost like more nostalgic for like the marketing campaign of this movie than I am for like even the movie itself. Yeah. Um, well, I I had texted you that I don't I think I texted you at like 8 a.m. or something. I just remember like waking up like early in the morning last week. Feeling like you're getting? Yeah. <laughs> it was like Sean was already like working, so I was like scrolling through my phone. It was like so early, and I was just like, I need to make Simpsons like avatars of us to promote the episode and oh, i was like right. desperately yes. trying to find some kind of like online simpsons generator and like stuck in my head was like simpsonizeme.com simpsonizeme.com and i was like i can't fucking find this website and then i remembered that was a website that was set up by burger king um, right. like they like sponsored the website and obviously they took it down. They're not gonna keep simpsonizeme.com. <laughs> um, but in case anybody was wondering, there's no free way to get a Simpsons avatar of yourself anymore. But yeah, I just remember like Burger King being so heavily tied to it. Right. I do remember that now that you mention it. Um, I wonder if you can um there's like ways to like look at mirrored versions of sites or you can go to like uh, archives of sites. Mm, yeah. So I wonder if there's a, that. yeah, I might be like maybe after the pod. Yeah. yeah. Or um, there's ways to like go to like older versions of websites. So uh, yeah. maybe, well, I'll look into it after we're done, but um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, that'd be funny. Um, I do remember vaguely what you're talking about. Um, a Simpsons generator. That's funny. Um, I, <laughs> was this not around the time that the Simpsons theme park or the the Simpsons Universal was opening too? Because I think that was the following summer, was it not? Was that two thousand eight? I think. Um, uh, I don't remember. Let me I do some was, research on that. It was either two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Because I remember it was pretty close. I know at the very least when this movie was coming out, uh-huh. um, it was under construction at Universal. Yeah. Because I, I think the Back to the Future ride closed the year this movie came out, which is what the uh, Simpsons ride replaced. Mm. Um, sorry, just a Florida theme park nerd over here, but, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, I, I remember 
that's when I had like Simpsons fever in particular was like the 2007, 2006, 2009 ish sort of kind of just because that was when I was like fully like kind of like developing as a as a kid. And like it really was like the forbidden fruit of like media for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there was like so much marketing and like capitalism of it all uh happening around me that i couldn't help but be tempted by it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's it's but, very easy to buy into the like like even if you don't watch the simpsons you get like a bart simpson shirt and like no literally yeah like yeah i, no, I would buy anything like lisa simpson themed even though i don't really watch that much of the simpsons Right. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Like, I I feel like that's a big part of it, where I, even though I didn't watch Simpsons, like, when I was a kid, I would, like, want the, the kids' toys of it. Like, I would want Bart on the skateboard, or, like, mm-hmm. um, like I would want a Bart toy, like, El Barto, or, like, I would want, like, a Lisa Simpson thing. Like, um, I, the first like distinct memory i have of like seeing the marketing campaign for this movie Mm -hmm. i'm just not remembering was um when i saw ice age the meltdown Mm -hmm. in theaters a whole year and a fucking half before this movie came out i remember they played a very brief teaser trailer that had no footage from the actual movie Mm -hmm. and it was homer like wearing like a superman shirt and you think it's like a superman teaser but like it pans out and he's like um uh, eating a donut and like that's like his I don't know it's like it's it's just like a very brief teaser but I remember like mm-hmm. the fucking crowd going ape shit when they were like oh my god they're making a movie like I just like distinctly remember like these three teenagers like behind us going like they were losing their mind over it mm. uh, and that's when I knew I'm like oh this is gonna be like a cultural shift uh, like I, I just knew as a nine year old that things were gonna change forever as a society yeah um but uh, the movie itself, I think it's very um, it's very in tone to like what I like about The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. When it, I, I like The Simpsons. Uh, kind of what I mentioned about that episode that I really love is when it really touches on like the symbolism of Springfield and like how there is beauty in like community, and that's why we love all these characters. But there's also like an isolation when it comes to feeling like you're trapped in like a small town. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's like what makes the Simpsons an iconic show is that, um, you know, it balances that it finds the beauty in modern day suburbia, but it also like shows how fucking much it sucks sometimes to like actually be that person. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't fully romanticize it, but it also tries to, make it uh it's it's like ladybird in that sense almost <laughs> um uh but uh i i think this movie does a really good job at like capturing that like paranoia of the small town mm-hmm. and uh it, it goes into the idea of like mob mentality really well um and also just like the idea of like how I, I think, like, the EPA, like, pollution subplot is, like, actually really well-written in this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to that, I do kind of see what people mean about it being, like, a last, like, grasp of greatness for The Simpsons. 
because it feels like the last time, and I can say this because I've been watching a lot of like seasons after this movie came out, the last time they really gave a shit about the jokes and it was like more jokes than just like celebrity cameos. Like there's a lot of like really funny jokes in this movie. Um, even if it's like something as simple as like um, Homer getting on the wrecking ball and hitting the rock and then going hitting the bar called a hard place. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's a great, like it's a great visual gag. Um, I think <laughs> the joke of him like uh, whipping the snow, the sled dogs and then he's like uncuffing them and they fucking maul him. Mm. Uh, that will always be like one of the hardest laughs I've had as a child. Um, like there's so many great jokes in this movie. And I, I think it, it has like a few issues here and there that I'll get into, but when it's funny, it's like extremely funny. Um, I think the one I remember the most as a kid just being really funny other than like spider pig. Mm-hmm. And I, it just definitely just boils down to like me being a 10 year old boy at the time, mm-hmm. but the naked Bart, like a skateboard. Okay. So I barely have, I have three notes written for this movie. One, my only context for the Simpsons. Two, Hans Zimmer did the score. <laughs> Three, there was no reason we had to see Bart's penis. Yeah. Those are my three notes. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, you know, we just had to, I guess. Um, no, we, we didn't. We really didn't have to. <laughs> I, I, so I remember thinking that was funny, like, when I was, like, ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously um because i feel like that is at the end of the day the central demographic for this movie are like is laughing at, at penis <laughs> what laughing at like oh, he's naked and like riding a skateboard mm-hmm. um but <laughs> but i i don't know i re- i don't think it's like the most hilarious thing ever but i don't think it like doesn't work either like i think that scene's still pretty funny mm-hmm. um I think this the part about the team that's more funny is like Homer like disowning him and instead of like being a reasonable adult, he like lets Bart take the fall for it. Mm-hmm. Um which like digs into like the core theme of the movie. Or like or like one of the core themes. Because I actually think the um the strongest element of the movie isn't like the EPA like subplot or the um the uh the all that shit or like the mob mentality of Springfield. I think it's a, the little brief subplot of like Bart and uh, um, Flanders uh, kind of having that father son relationship um, where he like Bart really questions why do I hate Flanders? Because, you know, Bart is really having that moment in this movie where he is questioning like, is his father even a good father? Yeah. And then he's like, I only hate Flanders because of my, my father tells me to do it. And I don't know, it's only like a few scenes here and there, but all the scenes between Flanders and Bart in this movie are like really good. Um, especially like at the end where like he goes to the church with uh, Flanders at the very end. Um, I don't know, there's just like a, a sweetness to it, but uh, it doesn't also like negate everything else we've seen in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, either. Like I, I just really like that element and it feels like the Simpsons can never truly develop because the episodic format of it um, and like the, the fact that they don't age negates mm-hmm. the idea of them like 
ever fully truly developing as people but i do think there are like core moments of each character that like define them and like do at least briefly like develop them and i think bart in this movie is like easily the one that has like the most development and i i really like his like little subplot in this movie i think it's like really sweet yeah um especially like between him and homer like it like i like that it ends where it kind of begins but there is like a through a different lens like they they both end like with bart laughing at homer Mm -hmm. but like through a different lens like i think that's a very sweet way to do it yeah Um, and kind of like establishing that like they're not going to change anything like this doesn't affect the show <laughs> like their relationship yeah. in the show yeah so that's the one thing um about this is that i uh um i do kind of like wish that it was a little more significant mm-hmm. to like the broader picture or i even kind of and i know it's like a it's a wish that would um uh I, that i wish would happen but they would never end the show. Like, I don't think it's ever really going to truly yeah. end in our, I mean, maybe at some point in our lifetime, I don't even know what a finale for the Simpsons would look like if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like, how do you end the Simpsons? But uh, there's a part of it where it feels like there was a perfect way to end it here and they just didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and they just doubled down or you could even do like, um, Oh God, it's like, uh, I forgot what, there's like an animated show right now that is like pretty much exclusively doing animated movies mm-hmm. instead of um, other seasons or episodes of television. Um, and it's because they realized that they weren't putting out the quality episodes that they were, they used to, and they just put all their force and creative insight into one singular movie every few years. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that's why that uh, the new Beeps and Butthead movie was so good was because there hasn't been a show in like 10 years. And the new movie was really, really, really funny because um, Mike Judge just did that for like two, three years. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what show I'm talking about, though, where they just make movies here and there. Um, but, uh, but I think that's what Simpsons should have done. They should have just like ended the show, but they should just keep doing movies. Mm-hmm. And um, it I don't know I and not because like, I, I I don't know run into the ground not like Disney um shorts yeah I I I guess that's the point is that um or even if the Disney shorts were good mm-hmm. you know what I mean like even if there's like actual jokes there there's but there's no jokes to it anymore it's just look at it's the simpsons you know like it's the it's disney and the simpsons isn't that cool yeah the merger happened three years ago we get it they're owned by disney yeah you have to have another joke like there has to be more to it um uh i do like the way this movie opens with them like watching a movie in theaters uh they're watching the itchy and scratchy movie which Mm -hmm. uh canonically is uh bart and lisa's favorite show and um, I, I really do think the opening is like the best part of the whole movie uh, where he uh, Homer like exclaims like the sucks. He's like, it's like a there's you guys are all suckers for paying to see something in theaters that you could watch free at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great way to start the movie. I like that they um, 
they find a way to incorporate the theme song of the show in the movie itself. Um, I like that on the chalkboard, because every time in the intro of the show, Bart is writing something different on the chalkboard each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, it's, um, I will not illegally pirate this movie, um, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't I like all the, like, little... It's self-referential in a good way. I like when a movie addresses that it is a movie. I think that that's fun. Yes. Especially, like, a movie like this, where it has, like, a core fan base of, like... The same way, like, The Muppets was, like... The 2011 movie was, like, I thought self-referential in a good way. Where, mm-hmm. like... Um, I feel like a lot of people know the Muppets through various forms of media where it's the other Muppet movies or they watch the Muppet show or they just know the Muppets as a brand. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like any movie that's like about something that's pre-established, not by a movie has to be a little bit self-referential. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. Like this is a, the good form of it. Like it's not overbearing. It's really not even that consistent either. Like it's not like a very, like they do it uh, throughout uh, here and there, but it's not like constantly reminding you that they're breaking the fourth wall. Like it, it's really at the beginning and end, and like maybe a few times in between. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite like little visual gags in this movie is like when they're watching Fox News and um, the things at the bottom, but the newscasts. It says, mm-hmm. "Yes, we're promoting our programs even in movie theaters now." Like, uh, <laughs> but it goes like really close. Like, uh, like they're like the mass singer is at 9 p.m. or something. Like, it's really, <laughs> it's it's really funny. Um, that's one thing I always liked about The Simpsons is that uh, they weren't afraid to take shots of their own network. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't afraid to like challenge Fox News or, or like um, just the Fox Corporation as a whole, um, which I don't know if they could actually do, like actually do with Disney. Uh, like I know that they are joking about Disney, but they're not actually making fun of disney which they have a lot of disney jokes in this movie um because like he's a he's dressed up as mickey mouse bart at one point and he's like uh i'm the what does he say he's like i i'm the mascot of an evil corporation or something Mm -hmm. i forgot exactly what he says um but it's kind of a bleak joke and i and watching it on disney plus was kind of a trip i was like oh back when they could like write those jokes yeah it's crazy like when things like that like when you're watching something on disney plus that isn't originally disney like i remember i was watching glee and like sue sylvester made like a song of the south joke and i was just (laughs) like oh my god like right she was like criticizing like mr shoe's hair and was like your hair looks like um like like racist animated characters are gonna jump out of it and start singing songs about like how good it is to live like and I was just like oh my god like this is on Disney plus so I cannot I cannot believe it I got a little um, bit close to rewatching Glee but then I uh, realized I had self-respect yeah um, I you know so I I watched a solid two and a half seasons of Glee um Jesus Christ and then um, the strangest thing came out. The strangest thing being Stranger Things, um, and not just Stranger Things. That was just a great segue. Um, good TV actually started coming out, so I started watching good TV. Like I watched The Bear, and then I watched great show. Stranger Things season four, 
And then I tried to go back to watching Glee, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I couldn't get through, like, two minutes of Glee. Right. Because I actually watched good content, and then I went back to Glee, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like um, Glee was not worth your time. Um, I, <laughs> I I rewatched the pilot of Glee. It's a great pilot. It's a fun it's a pilot. Really I like fun. it. Um, but I know that like it won't hold up, so I never watched the rest. I think I may have got like a few minutes into episode two. Yeah. Um, of it, but I don't know. The I, first uh, two seasons are good. I will say that. Um, because then all I'll the take, main characters graduate. I'll take your word for it. I don't remember it that well. Um, I watched it when it aired, but mm-hmm. I've tried to suppress those memories from my mind. Um, I guess, yeah, they're both under the same umbrella, though. The Simpsons and Glee, they're both Fox shows. Yeah, now they're uh, owned by uh, Disney. Now they're owned by Disney. Do you think Disney Plus can do a Glee revival? God, I hope not. I mean, I neither. I don't want it to happen, but do you think it will? I don't think so, just because, not to get bleak, um, half of the cast is either not alive anymore or is, like, yeah. in prison or is a um, assaulter, that abuser, that is not being... Um, <laughs> Or they canceled and or losing or yeah or they can't read. Yeah. Um I <laughs> or are currently busy preparing for their role on Broadway in Funny Girl. Um you know, I the other day I, I, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, yo, call you Leah Michelle the way you're being a funny girl right now. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, uh thank you, thank you. Um but uh, I, I meant more like less of like a Force Awakensy nostalgia revival as much as it is like another thing of Glee, like, like High School uh, Musical the series. Exactly, like because I feel like the name Glee, because like aren't the like latter seasons even like pretty, I don't know, distant from the original cast. I could um, be wrong about that. I don't really fucking. Know, I don't but, fucking know. Uh, <laughs> Um, was Austin Butler in Glee, or am I making that up? No. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about Glee. I watched the first two seasons. I want to say when I was like in middle school, mm-hmm. and then I um stopped like a reasonable person, mm-hmm. and um <laughs> that <laughs> didn't hate myself, <laughs> and um I I gave up on it. But I I will say those first two seasons, in terms of like being in the moment with it as a child or as a teenager i guess i liked it when i was a teenager i liked yeah. glee like of course i did um but i don't really like remember it like the same way that like i remember a lot of other shows that i watched at that age um there's not like a it, it was a cultural movement but it, it's a super super dated uh from what i remember mm. like extremely dated like whether it's how it treats or views its lgbtq plus uh cast or uh, characters or uh the way it handles this bullying subject matter which i think is like um, genuinely incredible and how tone deaf it is yeah uh, like it's I actually think, like uh, it's impressively tone deaf and i yeah. mean that genuinely. 
<laughs> it is crazy how something could act like it is the most well-meaning and like great thing and it just gets everything completely wrong and does everything in the worst possible way no yeah absolutely like i it's really incredible how it's uh it's it's bad it's bad but uh, i do have nostalgia for it to an extent Mm -hmm. um which is why i think they might uh because the thing is with disney and this is kind of going back to what i was talking about like how they treat the simpsons Mm -hmm. is uh but really how they treat literally everything under their umbrella um i'll call the ipification of it all like everything (laughs) is IPification. Yeah, IP a lot of things, but IPification. No. Uh no, IPification because it's like I feel like it's the same um sentiment that um the idea that like Tom Cruise is like the last movie star because everything um else that's like of any monetary value is based on IP. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like an Iron Man movie would make a billion dollars regardless of who's behind the suit. And that's debatable. Like I think Robert Downey Jr. like adds a lot to that, but like mm-hmm. I don't think the idea is like we're without merit, you know, that's why Disney plus is like setting up like she Hulk, like who cares if Mark Ruffalo doesn't act anymore. Cause there's always going to be another Hulk and that's the IP. And that's why you're here. You're not here for Mark Ruffalo. You're here for a Hulk. It doesn't have to be the Hulk that you love. It's just has to be a Hulk, the name Hulk, you know? Uh, and I, I feel like it's the same show with The Simpsons, and it's it, it will be the same thing with Glee whenever they reboot that. It'll just be called Glee. Will the same writers or creators be involved? No. Will mm-hmm. that matter to anybody? No. <laughs> it actually has potential to be probably good from that, but my point remains. Um, like, I don't know. I um. I think... But also, do you even need a Glee revival? Because I feel like that High School Musical show is doing all that right now um it's kind of like a it's like it's literally about a a drama club the thing is is that everyone who watches glee fucking hates glee right like nobody wants more glee people who like glee and like actively watch it hates it like i don't think there's anybody that genuinely likes it Right. You know. Understandable. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I mean, like, now. Like, people genuinely liked it when it was airing, but everybody who actively watches it now, I don't think they want more Glee. It's the same thing with, like, Leah Michelle being cast in Funny Girl. It was the funniest thing in the world to speculate about, but nobody actually wanted her to be in Funny Girl, I don't think. Right. Like, Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Just I mean, my little glee tangent of the day. Yeah, tune in next week for her second glee tangent. Um, tune in soon to hear us cover glee, the costume movie. I actually vetoed that. She brought it up to me and I said, um, I'm like, you're like literally going to have to shoot me fucking dead in the street and drag my dead body into the studio and record with me because I'm not doing it. The studio. Um, the studio. Um yeah, no, I, the idea of, like, watching the concert movie, which I believe, isn't it, like, it's not even, like, in narrative, isn't it, like, just the cast performing songs? I think there are a few, like, interview asides. But, like, not in character, right? Oh, yeah, it's documentary, yeah. Like, why? Why would I, like, why would I 
why like what for fucking leah michelle no like why would i fucking do that to myself it's not even no fuck that because like the great thing about glee is that the characters are so crazy that you forget that you're watching like leah michelle who is probably like a terrible person and like um, oh yeah she is a terrible person yeah everything i've read about her is awful and like you know you don't think about the actors you think about the characters because they're so the way they're written you know why would i like want to watch a leah michelle movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like willingly um (laughs) but um but yeah no um anyways the simpsons movie um i uh it's funny because we we talked about how we have like everything to say about this movie but also like nothing to say about this movie Mm -hmm. um I feel like that's because there's just so much happening. Um, it's like a very chaotic movie. Um, yeah. Like it literally, literally begins like with Green Day drowning to death. Yes, uh, Green Day's cameo in this movie as themselves. As um, themselves, yeah. As they uh, they they try to make Springfield more environmentally aware, and they literally boo them off of a floating on the water stage and they let green day dry in a polluted lake. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Um, yeah. Environmental plots and a young, a young girl being laughed at for caring about the environment is the lineal canon as discussed in our RV episode. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, what's her name in RV? Uh, Jojo. Jojo, my bad. Um, yeah, Jojo. I was gonna say Jojo Siwa. That's why I was. Uh, oh yeah. Myself. Um. <laughs> um. So yeah, Jojo Siwa and Lisa Simpson are both environmentalists. Um, but um, and Taylor Swift hates them both. Um, but oh my god, I ha- I've I, like barely been following the Taylor Swift thing, and I'm just like, oh my. <laughs> it's so I don't even like care about it like actually, but it's like funny. the memes. The are memes are funny. great. Yeah, great. the the funniest one I think is um Taylor Swift like replying to Greta Thunberg, uh, <laughs> like Greta says like it's a beautiful day, and then Taylor like replies. It's, it'll be your last um it's so fucking funny um you know lisa lisa is very much um the moral beacon of the show and the movie and uh all simpsons mm-hmm. media she is the like who like she is the ideal um bright light in a desolate town you know yeah. I, I love lisa simpson especially um you know, when they write her in a way that's unique and uh, like the episode that I talked about earlier with her substitute teacher. But um, I think this movie is kind of interesting in the way that it almost like sidelines her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like I don't want to like nitpick it too much because it is a very big movie. And I get that you can't like give everyone a spotlight. But I thought like the choice of giving her a crush um, was like really unnecessary in this movie yeah. um especially like when so like i can't remember how many seasons there are exactly prior to the movie um i want to say like maybe 10 uh, mm-hmm. or more um but every previous season of the simpsons it's been like very uh, the show is very adamant that um to her there's nothing more important than like politics and 
environmentalism and uh, feminism and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when the movie, which I feel like so many people like that's their their definitive thing of The Simpsons. Uh, they decide to like have her be distracted from like the literal like end of uh, Springfield by a boy. I just feel like it goes against character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking too much, but it's just, it's always been one of those things that irks me in a movie that I otherwise like. Mm-hmm. I just don't really get the choice narratively to do that. Yeah. Um, I kind of yeah. wish that it was almost like she like made a friend that like, yeah. also cared about the environment or something. Cause that's like how she bonded with him and, I think, honestly, it's kind of funny, but it's, like, he's only Irish because they want to, like, make a joke about Bono caring about the environment. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it, yeah. Like, (laughs) that's why. Yeah, no, that's literally the only reason. Um, I thought um i mean this this the thing is the scenes are fine between her and the mm. boy like they're they're completely fine they're not they're, they're like completely inoffensive mm. it's just like what it like it'll be one thing if like her that was the subplot in a movie where the main plot wasn't like the environment and like springfield being corrupted by pollution yeah but like when the entire show has the crux of like that being her main goal like her main focus in life Mm-hmm. is to combat these things and the movie is literally about these things and then you like subject her to a romance subplot i just feel like it really like cheapens the character and like i don't know if lisa simpson is like my favorite simpsons character but i think she's the best yeah like i think she's like the best written she's the most interesting character in all of the simpsons um and I, I feel like this movie kind of did a disservice to her. It's not, like, as bad as, like, something like Rise of Skywalker or something. But it just kind of feels disingenuous. Um, mm-hmm. And I know this is just me talking about the fucking Simpsons movie. But... Um, no, because when it's such, like, an iconic character, it's, like... It really is, yeah. I, I, I don't want to, like, speak for, like, women or anything. But, like, I know, like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of women, like, early women that grew up watching the simpsons like they you know they kind of love lisa and like they like the way she was written and the way she was always empowered in the show like um yeah. the show like the show wasn't afraid to like make jokes about lisa or, or on her behalf but it always like backed it up with like showing her sincerity and always showing her strength and how um she always like really stuck to her beliefs and um that's why i think she's the best character in the show you know, and the movie just, it doesn't, like, ruin her. Like, there, she has a lot of good moments. She has some funny lines. It's just, I don't know. I wish they did more with her. Especially, yeah. like, considering how good they did the Bart and Homer subplot. I feel like yeah. Lisa and Marge, even. Marge especially Yeah, Marge is, is definitely, fun. like, on the sidelines on this one. Yeah, like, she's completely, like, subjected to, like, being, I don't, I mean, I get that, like, the crux of the movie is, like, Homer being Homer. And him, like, finally having to, like, come to terms with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, Marge is, like, the the foil to that. Like, him snapping out of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just such a basic thing. And to, to an extent, I understand it. Where they don't want to, like, deviate from what people, like, general audiences know about these characters too much. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I feel like 
so many episodes of The Simpsons have proven that you can give Lisa and Marge like really well thought out, uh, interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Like the best episodes of The Simpsons are those episodes where they're like offshoots about those characters. And um, I feel like the movie could have at least done a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because like, I mean, there's so many episodes of The Simpsons where it's just like this, where Marge is like done with Homer and she leaves and then Homer has to like reconcile with that. And I mean, it's done on a bigger scale here, but like narratively, it's just been explored so many times that yeah. it feels almost repetitive. Um, and yet, like, it's funny, like saying all this, I still like the movie. Like, it's weird. Like, because I feel like with so many of these movies, or, like, movies like this, where, like, if you, like, negate the core characters in a substantial way, it could be, like, really detrimental to how I feel about the whole movie. Yeah. But I don't feel that way about this movie, which I don't know why. I I think it could really be boiled down to the fact that it does make up for it with how it handles other subplots. And... The fact that it's just fucking funny. Yeah. Like, it's it's actually a very funny movie. And what it tries to say, like, socially and about the characters in Springfield as a whole, I think makes up for it and what it does for individual specific characters. Yeah. I think also just, like, the nostalgia of it all. Very the, much so. The iconography of it all. Very um, much, yeah. I just think that the images, the color schemes is just so zillennial to me. It's just what I associate with childhood and being like, how old am I? Being 10 years old. <laughs> I, um, no, yeah, completely. Like, I, I, I think the, the aesthetic of The Simpsons, of Springfield in general, is like so. That's why I called it cuspy earlier, because I. Like, I know Gen Z, like, knows what The Simpsons are, but do any... Mm-hmm. I, I really do want to hear, like, if any Gen Z person's listening, first of all, hi, how are you, too? Uh, <laughs> why are you listening? <laughs> why are you listening to this? Uh, but also, like, uh, do you, like, have any, like... And I'm not talking about, like, memories of seeing The Simpsons here and there. Do you have any, like, any affinity for The Simpsons? My little brother, uh, like, loves The Simpsons and has, really? since, like... Yeah, since this movie, like, came out, like... Okay. Yeah. I guess I was just like wondering that because I perceived it as like it was never good. It, when it was on the air, it was never good when they mm-hmm. were younger. So why would they have any affinity for it? But maybe if they saw it at such a young age and or even if this was like their gateway to it. Yeah. Uh I guess that definitely why what it was like in like my house. Right. Um no, I mean that makes sense. Um yeah. I I really love The Simpsons wholeheartedly. And I do think this movie works. Like, I think uh, structurally it's a little bit weird. It has, like, almost, like, four acts in a certain way. Because mm-hmm. um, it starts off like a general Simpsons episode. And then it kind of goes ham on the environmental subplot. Then it gets them out of town. And then there's almost, like, a fourth act where it changes. So it's kind of weird that way. But I still think it works. <laughs> But yeah, um, I I think the ending of it, uh, like the the third act, uh, really is a lot of fun. Where it, uh, I think that's where it really shines. Where um, a lot of like the ensemble characters kind of come out to play, 
Yeah. And um, I don't know. Like, it, it's just really fun to see, like, all of the characters that you know from the show, um, you know, on the ground, like, fighting for Springfield. Like, it's it's fun. And I think if you had to do a movie um, that showcases all of Springfield, um, there's no really better way to do it uh, than to, like, enclose them into, like, one space. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause if you're going to do a movie, you gotta have, you have to show off the roster, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like this movie does a good job at that and it, it finds a way through the narrative and the, the format of the bubble to, um, have an excuse to do that. So I think, um, the only, I mean, I kind of wish, uh, uh, that the villain of the movie, and I think, uh, I think it's Albert, um, Albert Brooks is the mm-hmm. bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that being said, I feel like, um, I would have preferred, and I think he's a good villain in the movie. Um, but I feel like you could have used like any of the other, uh, Simpsons villains, like Mr. Burns, like you could have just used him as yeah. the villain instead. Cause like, that's like literally what his company does is the same thing that Albert Brooks is trying to do. Like you could have like literally got like the, um, the nuclear plant that, Homer works at and have him like sign a deal with like the president or something or the EPA and have Mr. Burns be the villain. Yeah, it's weird like, that he isn't. It it feels like he was written to be, but then they for some reason had to not do it. Like I it really does feel like he was written it was written for him. Because mm-hmm. Albert Brooks, I mean I know he's like a government guy in the movie, but he's basically Mr. Burns. Yeah. So it just kind of feels weird that I don't know. It, it feels weird to me, but I do kind of also. I guess I understand the idea of like um, all the citizens of Springfield being heroes in this movie. Like they didn't want to villainize any of those characters. They just wanted to have like an outside, like third party character be the villain, and like have all of the ensemble characters be the heroes. I could definitely which I, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I like all of that. Like, I think I think all of it works. Um, this is like a really flawed movie, but it's very watchable. Like, I even though it's flawed, I don't have a lot to say about it negatively. Even though they're they're there, but I don't really care other than like the Lisa and Marge thing. Yeah, because everything else is just like it's so fun and I it's so nostalgic for us that I. I, I can turn a blind eye to most of it. Like, I, I think a lot of it works and it's fun. And um, I'm curious if they ever make a second one because uh, I, I, I wish they would almost because I want a, for them to get like a Disney budget and really see, because the animation, in this movie is beautiful. They really did a great job with like blend, blending the 3d animation and with the 2d. Yeah. Um, but also I would love to have an excuse for Disney to make a 2d animated movie again. Um, I know Bob's Burgers came out, but I believe that movie was made before Disney acquired Fox. Mm. It was just on the shelf because of COVID for like years. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I think mm. I'm right. Um, which, did you, did you see the Bob's Burgers movie? I didn't, no. It's really good. Um, I don't know if you like Bob's Burgers, but. I um, do, yeah. They just added it to Hulu, so maybe I'll. It's maybe fun. Hulu? I mean, Ooh, maybe oh. it's on Hulu and HBO Max because uh, yeah. 
that deal that uh, Fox had with HBO for like uh, a, they had like a ten year deal. So they uh, and when it goes to Hulu, it also goes to HBO. But um, mm-hmm. um, no, I saw it in theaters. I think like the opening weekend, and um, it when I ended, I I told my girlfriend. Uh, I remember uh, saying that I, it reminded me a lot of the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. In the sense that it was just like one giant episode, um, so like if you like the show, you will definitely like the movie because it's it's just the show, you know, but bigger. Um, I think it's weird. I think the Bob's Burgers movie is probably a better film, like in its entirety, in presentation and in writing. Like it's probably a little bit funnier. Um, there's some really good musical numbers in the movie. Um, but that being said, I think the Simpsons movie like utilized the theatrical scale better mm-hmm. where Bob's burgers was just very small scale. Like the show is, which there is charm to that, but I was also kind of hoping that they would um find a way to make it a bigger kind of like have an excuse to like make it a movie, like make a spectacle out of it the same way. Uh, uh, I don't know. The Simpsons movie did, but mm-hmm. Thinking if it was a spectacle, uh, Jordan Peele would shoot me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not okay. Um, everybody see Nope. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, but yeah, so what I'm saying is uh, Simpsons movie, good. Bob's Burgers movie, also good. Nope. nope. Great. Great. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen Glee. it twice now. <laughs> Glee, bad. Glee's bad. Um, I saw Nope twice. I saw it in Dolby and in IMAX. And, yeah. um I don't know which one I prefer. They were both great. Um, I, I, I would only twice in Dolby. I saw it the second time last night. It's so good. Really um, good. The sound was crazy in Dolby. Uh, it, it was mm-hmm. really good. Um, I would recommend anyone to see it in IMAX if you can, because um, he did shoot a lot of the core sequences, like the alien scenes in IMAX. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. And also, like, I like that IMAX is, like, almost like a subplot in the movie. Yeah. Because, like, the vintage... They're shooting uh, on the IMAX camera. Very mild. Like, I not even spoilers, but just... If you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck are you doing? But, um, but yeah, like, it, it's kind of cool. Because I think... Is that the first time IMAX has ever, like, been in a movie? Like, I, like, I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, I can't imagine a lot or i don't something that i didn't realize is that it's apparently the first horror movie shot on imax that's probably yeah it's definitely not the first one released in imax but i because i was under the impression um i didn't see these movies in imax but i thought the it movies were but i was wrong about that Mm -hmm. um because i remember when i went to the press screening of it chapter two they did a big like IMAX screening of it, so I was expecting there to be like an IMAX sequence, mm-hmm. but it it was there. There was nothing shot in IMAX for the movie. It's like the same thing when I saw the Batman in IMAX. Like it, there was no no scene in that movie is shot in IMAX. Yeah. Um, but yet they made such a big deal about seeing it in IMAX, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, which at that point just see it in Dolby, because uh, uh, we love Dolby over here. Uh, so true. I don't have access to an IMAX theater right now. <laughs> yo, you're gonna get access to one when uh, Dead Reckoning comes out. Um, uh, but I don't know. Uh, anyways, I guess I don't know. What's the next Dolby movie? Bullet Train? Yeah, I'll be there for Bullet Train. Yeah. So um, 
But um, oh, and also one other thing we meant to mention earlier: uh, the movie "Not Okay" on Hulu. More uh, than okay. More yeah, than okay. we have a statement to make about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. I mean, you tell it, because you watched more recently than I did. So, like, five minutes into the movie, the word Zillennial is dropped. Yes. And I turned to Sean, and he was like, what? And I was like, it really just feels like ever since we... uh, Ever since we started using that word that it's really just everywhere, huh? And I'm not saying that we made up the word zillennial. Because we didn't. We, it wasn't around as much. Yeah, we... I still don't even feel like it's, like, prominent or anything. Yeah. But, like, I, um, I, I it is kind of a hoot, I will say, um, to, uh, to, to hear it in a movie. Because I had the same thought as Kira when it happened. I was watching a screener for it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really I was gonna text her about it, but I didn't really know how to word it. I was like, yeah. hey, this movie that you haven't seen yet, they say Zillennial <laughs> in it. Um, to be fair, the director is a Zillennial and she's yes. very cool and very nice. And I think that the movie kind of like encompasses like Zillennial culture and the internet and like Zillennial's outlook on the internet and like girl boss culture and co-opting activism and I think like yeah but yeah hearing the word Zillennial in a movie is wild to me yeah I um I liked the movie a lot um I agree with everything you say about it. it it I think it's a very fascinating movie um I I think it's a great movie about Zillennials in that way um uh, very uh, Zoe Deutsch is always is uh, fantastic. She's she's fantastic in every movie that she's in. And um, uh, Quinn Shepard, uh, I I sincerely say this if you're because I know you're listening. Uh, anytime you want, <laughs> on the pod, just please reach out to us. Yeah, we'll love open that. invite to Quinn. Open Shepard. invite because I, I know you're listening to the Simpsons movie episode after you just premiered a movie on Hulu. Um, I, I know that's your top priority right now, but um, <laughs> but uh. But no, yeah, I, I really like that movie. There, there's plenty of good movies uh, to watch right now, so don't rewatch Klee, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but um, you know what? Uh, what is it time to plug, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time to plug. All right. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore, not Sandler. Uh, uh, be real and follow me on Be oh Real. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Adam Not Sandler, uh, my other podcast, Aggressively Okay, which I host Joey uh, where this week, which I believe by the time this episode's uploaded, this episode where, of AOK that I'm talking about will be up, even though I haven't recorded it yet, which is wild. Uh, but uh, we're talking Bullet Train, Prey, and uh, Nope this week. So uh, check that out if you want to hear me and Joey talk about that. So, uh, but yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Um, give us some ratings and some reviews. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always end the episodes with like, and yeah. 
And yeah. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs>